you're just a custodian of a of a process that happens naturally, really, which makes it lovely because every batch is different, um, and it reflects everything from the raw material to the distilling method to how many how much of the tails you cut in, uh, how richly you flavor it, and then of course, wood is an entire science and art of its own. In this episode, I'm talking to Yubaru of First Principles Distilleries in South Africa. Good morning, Yubar. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Oh, it's lovely meeting you too. So you have a distillery in, in South Africa. Uh, where exactly are you based? We, we, we based on the West Coast. Uh, uh, about 20, 20 kilometers from from the sea, so so it, it's in a very harsh, very dry area, um, which gives us access to to all sorts of different botanicals that grow locally. Yeah, because that area is very well known for its beautiful flowers and and wild flowers. So is that something that uh, makes it? possible for you to do these uh, gins that you create absolutely and also we're very close to the cedarberg and the, uh, the cedarberg has got a completely different uh, uh, set of botanicals again it's, it's fine bush and robust tea and, and um, cedar wood and all sorts of interesting stuff that we could play with so tell me about your distillery how did you start what was the interest in in uh, starting to make did you start with gin um we were looking at at making brandy years ago, but 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 the liquor industry in South Africa, like in most parts of the world, are, are very legislated and, and and very regulated, and it was virtually impossible to to start an independent distillery for for very many years, until say about fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, um, Sydney back. Um, decided to make his own brandy, and Sydney of Baxburg was, was was not was a bit of an immovable object. If we decided to do something, we didn't stop him. So eventually, they they changed the legislation to accommodate Sydney rather than trying to get Sydney to to comply with the legislation, and that sort of forced open the door a little bit for for for, for micro distilleries. And uh, mm -hmm. South Africa had a very rich tradition of of small distilleries. About 1923, when all the small uh, distilleries were outlawed, their licenses taken away, and the stores were actually physically dis uh, uh, destroyed. And it was all about the, 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 the ease of tax collection. Uh, it was all about collecting the excise, excise duties. Otherwise, we would have a world-class distilling registry. That's amazing. I never knew that. And... Uh... But when did it start blooming again? Around, around 1995, there was a the, the, the guy started applying for for licenses. Somebody like Erosh uh, uh, in, in Stillbay started making fabulous gins. There was a couple of small uh, artisanal brandies, and then there was just an explosion of gins, uh, like the rest of the world. You know, gins just started trending, and there were 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 just an explosion of, of new bands and, and artisanal dis distilleries that sprang up in South Africa and all sorts of weird and wonderful places. And a lot of the a lot of the breweries actually morphed into distilleries or opened a distillery as part of the brewery because they, they're very closely related because they make the the the, the base uh, alcohol 
in any case. So, so you you first make a beer and then you distill the beer to get the alcohol, and then then you 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 play around the alcohol and flavoring the alcohol uh, to get a gin. And now, what is your background in in this? Uh, are you a winemaker, or where did your your interest start? No, I was I was in the wine industry for very many years uh, uh, on on the actual wine growing side and a little bit involved in with wineries, but I'm not a winemaker at all, um, um, which might be an advantage or a disadvantage depending on your perspective. Um, because in 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 the distilling is a you've got to you've actually got a bit more freedom than in winemaking because you can decide what you want to end up with rather than the market deciding for you what you what you have to make, except for the brown spirits, you know the, the brandies and the whiskies uh, and the rums. They're the 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 fairly tight parameters that you well, that you have to play with, and and you know brandy you don't really make. Nature makes it, and you just supervise the process a little bit. You know, you, the grower grows three healthy grapes. You have to start off with three healthy grapes. Then the winemaker makes a rebate wine, and the interesting thing with with wine destined for for brandy is you, you you're not allowed to add any sulfur because the sulfur. Uh, 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 you can't use sulfur as a preservative because the sulfur uh, uh, attacks the, the copper and the copper still. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that you use copper in the distilling process is to, to, to get rid of those sulfur compounds. So then you distill it and you get a clear spirit and you put it in, in an oak barrel of your choice and a couple of years later you've got a brandy. So, so it's, you're just a custodian of a, of a process that happens naturally, really, which makes it lovely because Every batch is different, um, and it reflects everything from the raw material to the distilling method to how many, how much of the tails you cut in, uh, how richly you flavor it, and then of course, wood is an entire science and art of its own. So, um, how do you get then? You you're not a winemaker, so do you buy in the wine to make the brandy? I've got a very good working relationship with a with a with a local winery. Uh, the Willingmans River is a wine growing area, so so I've got a very good working relationship with with Stella Organics that make uh, grow their own organic grapes and make their own organic wines. So we basically start off with an organic uh, rebate wine that we then distill in. Uh, the still must be about two hundred years old. It's one of those old Cape copper stools uh, that they actually destroyed. And I then found uh, a, a true blue coppersmith that could refurbish it for me. Wow. And, and we modified it a bit. So we use an old copper stool to make small batch brandies. And we then mature it in second full wine barrels, which gives it another little bit of a, a, a different character. And our sort of first brandies are now market ready. And what we do you know, if you've got a commercial brandy, they must all taste the same. So the brandy master's job is to taste all the barrels and then to tweak it and add a little bit of caramel and to get it to look and taste exactly the same. So I say a brandy is like a wine. It's a natural product. And they're not meant to taste the same. So we barrel, we, we basically bottle single barrel brandies to reflect that individuality so you only get a batch of like 600 bottles and that's it. The next one oh. might be better or worse, but but it's the real 
it's what brandy should taste like and it's completely unadulterated because I just think it, it's it's a bit presumptuous of me to after after this process has now taken eight to ten years to then go mess with it and try and improve it. I mean, that's it. That's uh, yeah. the product is the product. Well, I think this is amazing because I think this is that now. Also, this will uh, let us then taste what the real product product should taste like, and that it's not manipulated to to make this specific taste. I I think this natural process is so wonderful that you do that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's for true connoisseurs, you know. It's for guys that really love brandy, and they 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 don't. It's like a Sauvignon Blanc. You don't want to drink the same Sauvignon Blanc every night. Doesn't matter how nice it is. You want to try the different flavors and different regions, and that's what makes it interesting. You might like some of them. You might strike out in some of them, or or they might not be to your taste. But at least it's a true blue reflection of the area and everything behind the grapes. And that's the same that we want to achieve with our products to reflect where it comes from. You know, it's unadulterated. But now these barrels that you use, do you choose specific wood for it? And and how much does the wood um, uh, reflect in the taste? A lot, a lot. Wood, wood is an art and it's science entirely on its own. Um, I'm not completely on top of that yet. Every time I talk to the experts, I I I I come away uh, as confused, just in a much higher level. Okay. Um, but but it does it does. If the brandy comes out of the stall, it's a clear spirit, like a gin. So all the color, all the caramel flavors, all that sweetness comes from the wood. Oh, wow. And, and, and we, what we use is we use uh, 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 wine barrels, but we don't re-toast them. We use them as is, so, so you get a little bit of that character uh, uh, infused into the wine as well, into the brandy as well. So and that gives us a, that gives us a, the, the color. Uh, 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 so we don't have to we don't have to use caramel or anything. We we've got the color in the brandy. Can you show me a bottle? Barrel. Yeah. Can you show me a bottle of brandy? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, I love your bottles. So you see this, yeah. this, uh, uh, the, all the, the color you see in this. Uh, yeah. This is that is the, 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 the original color. We do, we didn't do anything to tweak it. Now in the so by the time it's in the bottle, it's already now aged. It's the, the yeah. process is done then done. And for yeah. how long can it then uh, stay in the bottle? Well, forever. Okay. Some of our brandies we bottle cask strength, so mm -hmm. they actually sixty seven percent alcohol. There we don't even water them down. We just take it from the barrel, barrel put it in the bottle, and then they're even more preserved. <laughs> Okay. So don't, don't do anything like it. But you remarked about the, the bottle. You know, in, in South Africa, we're not really spoiled for choice with, with bottles. Um, and and we we tried, what, what makes our distillery interesting is that we use, we, we, we try and be completely independent from, from outside energy. So we've got, a, we've got a solar heater on the roof, which we use to drive our stills, and we've got photovoltaic cells to supplement 
when we haven't got enough sun. Um, because, you know, if you start a new business now, um, you can't do this business as usual. I mean, you have to look at your carbon footprint. Yeah. So we try to get as, our carbon footprint as low as possible. So, so in South Africa, you can only buy bottles from Consul or you have to import bottles. And I just thought it was a bit silly getting a bottle from Europe shipped to South Africa and Cape Town to Fredenal just to put some gin in it. Yeah. And if we've got if we've got a bottle factory in Cape Town, I can go collect the bottles in Stellenbosch. And uh, but the unfortunate thing is they don't make specialized bottles in small quantities. So we had to find a generic bottle, and we actually use a an olive oil bottle that they make. But we had to tart it up and hence the hence the wooden wooden cap. So it's an olive oil bottle. And the advantage is it comes in three sizes. So we've got a 250, 500, and a 750 ml uh, 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 bottle. But it's a it's a local olive oil bottle that we just tarted up a bit. Wonderful. And the, the cap that you have, the, the wooden cap? Um, the, the, the bottles are actually screw cap. Yeah. And you can't you can't really compete in this market seg segment with a screw cap. Yeah. We just had to hide the screw cap and hence the wooden the wooden block that's actually made by one of my neighboring farmers. He, he manufactures wonderful? the cap, cap, caps for us. <laughs> I love this. This is wonderful that and, you do that. And and it's now almost become part of our signature for the brand. Yeah. Um, the wooden caps. Uh, and we use local wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. And tell me about your and your label. You know, everybody in the liquor industry is a little bit dark. Most artists have got a bit of an egotistical undertone. So I asked my graphic designer that I want my I want my face on the on the label. Yeah. Uh, so that's just a better rendition of of me designed by my graphic designer. Oh. <laughs> No, we actually we we wanted some sort of African symbol, but yeah. you know the lion, uh, rhinoceros, elephant has been so so it was a toss up between uh, the meerkat, yeah, and the warthog, and you know warthogs have got a little bit of attitude. They they always look as though they're heading towards the trouble, they're heading heading back from the trouble, and we decided the warthog put tarted up well, is is a nice <laughs> symbol. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and the first principle's name is just to reflect what we do. You know, we yeah. we 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 don't use any artificial flavors. We don't use we we make everything from first principles on site. I find this wonderful, and 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 the simplicity of of this. Uh, it's it's so simple. It's this olive oil bottle, but yet and it's this wood cap, but yet it looks it looks so wonderful. I mean, it really caught my eye when I saw it on your website. Yeah, isn't that the, isn't that the trick to is to 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 get simple things to yeah. work? Yeah, definitely. That's half, that's half the trick. Yeah, and, and it's, it's it's also in our products. We try and we try and not overthink stuff and overdo stuff because, especially with the gins, you know, gins and vodkas are are. Are like the tarts of the liquor industry. They have to 
sort of be able to sleep around and sort of take other flavors and, and enhance cocktails rather than dominating the cocktails. Um, and, 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 and that's easier said than done is, is to get it, to get it to complement your cocktail. So, so because we use 22 botanicals, it's very interesting. If you, if you add it to a cocktail with any one of those bases, those flavors just literally explode. And that's quite tricky to do. And you can only do that in a craft product. Yeah. But now these botanicals that you talk about, do you, how do you um, apply that? Or how do you get, what do you use from the flowers for the gins, for example? We, we, we use a whole range of, 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 of fresh and dried botanicals. Mm -hmm. from from stuff like uh, 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 lemongrass uh, and mint uh, spearmint uh, orange uh, and lemon peel and lime peel uh, plus then then obviously dried botanicals like juniper berries and, and and coriander which is a major ingredient which people don't realize in gins are there a lot of the a lot of the citrus flavors actually comes from the, the, the coriander and not from citrus. Oh, okay. And and coriander is, is in a traditional gin recipe about 50% of your if you if you if you if you put the botanicals in the scale of 100, uh, 100 would be juniper berries and 50 would be coriander. And then the other flavors like cloves and and and, 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 and all spice and those are on one percent and two percent and half a percent of the of the final product because they because they're so overwhelming I mean cloves can can literally just knock the gin over its head and just own it so the trick is to get get that ratio right and make it complex without making it dominant then we also, then we also use robust tea which is indigenous to our area and honey bush, honey bush tea which is a bit more complex sweeter um, uh, which is native to the Langeberg in the southern Cape so those are the sort of dominant so it's a mix of of traditional and local botanicals and we, we where we can we grow, grow we've located on a on an irrigation farm so where we can we grow our botanicals ourselves, like the, the lemongrass and the and the lemons and that sort of stuff, which grow on site. This is so wonderful. So everything that that's in those bottles really is then there from there. So it's so authentic from your from your farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We use we use yeah where we can. We try and use as local as possible because that's that. Well, first of all, it reflects the area, and it, it, it makes no sense of making it in here that 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 tastes as though it's coming from Mumbai. Yeah, we could do that in Mumbai if you want a Mumbai gin. Yeah. Now, you bet. What um, uh, what is your wish now for the future? Well, you know, we we still. We we target the cocktail market because mm -hmm. I think, especially with with COVID forcing pe people to stay at home, people started experimenting more with first of all cooking. Everybody started baking. Yeah. 
And, and people also started playing around with cocktails because making cocktails is not like cooking. You know, it, it's, it's entertainment and you can, it's, it's, it's a synthesis of flavors. So, so we developing our range specifically for the home cocktail maker of, of also the guys that don't want to make a cocktail where you need 22 exotic ingredients that you've never heard of is teaching people that making is a lot like cooking. And you very quickly realize that, you know, making a cocktail is just a synthesis of, of, of sweet, sour, alcohol, and bitter. And normally, normally, if you've got a boring cocktail, you add some bitters and it livens it up. Um, and to teach people that, and 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 as opposed to 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 drinking wine, we expect a specific taste profile. With making cocktails, it's entirely up to you. If you want it sweeter, you add syrup. If you want to take the, the edge off it, you add some lemon juice. If, you know, and 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 also teach people that that. That stuff like lemon syrup and and rosemary syrup and stuff that you can easily make at home is is you don't need a you don't need a ten thousand rand liquor cabinet to be able to make wonderful cocktails and and it's also teaching people that if you've got a craft gin in your in your cabinet you can have an entirely different drink every night of the week and spoil yourself. So that's that's really what we want to achieve. Yeah. And you have now shown also by doing things uh, like this so creatively that that you can do things from from home, from from what you have, from what is available, and just thinking a little bit outside the box um, that you can create your own drinks then. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Play with all the fruit in your ass, play with your spice rack don't, and, mm -hmm. and, and synthesize them too. You know, stuff like ginger, uh, coriander, uh, you know, the, uh, allspice, um, mm. mint especially. If you, if you tweak one component, you end up with, and sometimes you strike out. I mean, it's like cooking, you know, you, you, don't, you don't score home runs every time, but, yeah, but yeah. It's, you, you very quickly develop a mental vocabulary of flavors. And and people that like cooking, people like that like baking takes naturally to making cocktails. And of course, butter is the is the key ingredient. If you've got a boring drink yeah. and, and, and 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 it's like a it's like a vermin. You know, if you if you and people can make their own butters as well. Oh okay. People can make their own bitters as well. Uh, this is just an aromatic bitters, and we make them. We make a lovely orange bitters that we that we make from navel oranges. We just ferment the whole navel orange, and it's bitter, and that's our orange bitters. So, so when I say we make stuff from first principles, that's what I mean. I mean, we we, we try and keep it as as simple as possible, least amount of ingredients, to give you still give you a very complex. Uh, 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 product because ultimately the creativity is in the hands of the person making his cocktails mm. and I don't want to be too prescriptive yeah these are, these are just toys 
But uh, also, it, it depends on everybody's taste, like you say, you know, how they want it. Do they want it sweeter or... Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yes, yes. But now, how do you... Um, are you do you sell online or, or how do people get your, your gins, for example? Yeah, we, 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 we get walk-ins and we sell on, online. We deliver, we would deliver for free anywhere in South Africa. Um, so, so yes, yes. And that's the advantage of, of, of the post-COVID economy that you, all the backup services are, are there now that you can, yeah. can provide that service. You know, you can, you can basically have the product anywhere in South Africa within two days. And do you accept visitors on your farm? To come and yes. see what yes, you we do. do. Yeah, we do. We do tasting tours. And we do uh, distillery tours. Uh, we do tastings. Um, that's actually the best part of it because there yeah. you get to interact with clients and you, you get to talk to them and you get to share products with them and uh, and you also learn a lot about people's tastes. You know, uh, mm-hmm. for instance, about forty percent of 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 visitors don't like butter. They, they simply don't like butter. Um, and they tend to not like gin because gin, and that's why these, these people that want to drink a, a craft drink, but they don't like the bitterness of gin, traditional gins. Mm. Um, um, and for them, we make, a, we for instance, make a, a, a wine-based vodka oh, specifically okay. for that taste profile. They still want to drink a craft product, but they don't like the bitterness. And, oh and that vodka works very well with 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 sweeter cocktails. So nice. the tasting part is extremely important because that's where you get the and often new ideas. Mm-hmm. People come here and say, "Why don't you do this and add that?" And if you try this, and um, so they come up with wonderful new ideas. So it's it sounds like a very creative process that you're busy with. Yeah, it's hard to think of it as a hard work, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but now, um, Hubert, I want to know, you live in the Friedendal area. Do you, just the last question, do you have a, a shout out that you can do for a restaurant or a coffee shop in your area? If people visit uh, Friedendal. Yes, Thai Art. We've got a lovely, we've got a lovely little restaurant called Thai Art. Yes. Oh, okay. And we've got the absolute best in Fredenal. I mean, we've got the what must be the best nursery in South Africa. Really? Yeah, yeah. And we've also got a wonderful restaurant called the Lemon Tree. Oh, in okay. in the nursery. In the nursery. Wonderful, 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 wonderful place. Okay, I'll put the link, I'll put their business link also on this video because you did the shout out, yeah. Hubert, this was so lovely to talk to you. And I absolutely love what you're doing, the whole organic experience and the whole creativity that you do your your, um, bottles with and and your uh, gins and and brandy and uh, vodka. Well, fabulous. Thank you so much for reaching out to us. Yeah, it, was, no, it, was a it was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, well, it was a pleasure for me too. So have a lovely, have a lovely day. And I hope to see you when I visit in South Africa. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. You must come for a tasting. 
I'm definitely coming. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, you bear. See you hopefully soon. <laughs> Bye. 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 Fantastic. Bye.